0: The eyes of Texas are upon you All the livelong day The eyes of Texas are upon you You cannot get away Do not think you can escape them At night or early morning The eyes of Texas are upon you till Gabriel blows his horn.
1: And the crowd goes wild. Ladies and gentlemen, hook them horns. How are we doing? How we living? That is right. You hear the Texas fight song coming into today. So that means the Texas Longhorns have beaten the Utah Utes. The you who? The what? Huh? Ah, doesn't even matter, baby. Hook them horns. What a night it was. What a day it is here. Ladies and gentlemen, happy new year. What a start to my 2020. I appreciate it, Trace. Um, Other than the loss... How are you doing after that beautiful rendition of The Eyes of Texas?
0: I'm ready for 2021. Let's just move on. <laughs> Let's skip the whole year. I'm, I'm over it already. Like, this is, this is stupid. That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> We're about uh, 18 hours into this year, and I'm over it. Um, Yeah, it was a rough night. Uh, Yeah, you know, Utes didn't show up, and they got their ass kicked, and now they're just looking just awful, back-to-back shitty losses. Um, obviously, we had our bet, so that was portion one of the bet. Portion two will be done in Mobile, Alabama in a couple of weeks, where I got to take a few shots back-to-back-to-back that I'm also not really looking forward to. But hey, I actually... I'm okay with that one more than I am with what I just had to do. I'm, I'm not okay with singing that song. I actually just went to the gas station to get a Gatorade before we started here, and a guy behind me was wearing a Texas Longhorn short, shirt, and I was just like, dude, really? You had, you couldn't just like not wear that today? He apologized, and then I walked away before I got even more upset. <laughs> But but overall, dude, I'm feeling great. Uh, I'm actually super excited to be back on the podcast. It's been two weeks since we've been on it together. So the longest drought we've had since we started this. Obviously, we had a podcast earlier this week. You went solo. Did a fantastic job, by the way. Uh, but yeah, we're finally back at it. And uh, hopefully 2020 brings us everything that you and I want this podcast to be.
1: Hey, we're one more step in the right direction. That is for sure. Um, I'm sorry that your year, year has started off this way, and I don't even know if you realize it, but you're drinking an orange Gatorade.
0: I know, but it's it's like the only flavor I truly like. You just
1: you <laughs> can't escape them. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Everywhere you're at, we're watching right there. You know, oh, you love to see it. You love to see it, ladies and gentlemen. Like Tree said, it's been a while since we've been here together, but it's nice to be back. The holidays are through. We're into the new year. Hopefully, you know, we're saying this together here. Hopefully, you guys had a fun, enjoyable, safe holiday season with family and friends. Um, This time of year can be tough for some and great for others. Just kind of hoping the best for you and whatever your situation was. But let's let's go ahead and get into this and what we're going to be doing. And that's, of course, talking football. Let's kind of get everything in a positive direction. And that's exactly what the Washington Redskins did with pretty much firing their entire front office and going and getting Ron Rivera, the former coach of the Carolina Panthers, bringing him in. His first hire was going and getting Jack Del Rio, a well-known defensive coordinator who I believe has been out of the league for at least a year or two. Um, We haven't really heard much from him, um, but it's nice for him to come back because we have seen him prove in the past that he has the ability to show that he can – flip a franchise's defense around similar to what we've kind of seen Steve Spagnola do with the Kansas City Chiefs Jack Del Rio's done it plenty of times before in his history as coaching as well so this is an exciting time for the Washington Redskins and Teresa I know you have a couple things you want to say about this hiring as well
0: yeah I thought it was a good hiring for what (coughs) where the Redskins are at uh I think Rivera is a great guy to kind of get things more structured and more like in line, which is obviously not what the Redskins have been at all lately. So uh, I think that's great. I don't think he was the best candidate coaching wise, but I think he was the best fit for this job. And that's exactly what they needed. Del Rio, like you said, yeah, I obviously know him. He was the Jaguars head coach for many years And uh, then he obviously went to Denver as a DC for a bit and then as Oakland uh, head coach as well. So I thought that was great for them. The big news, uh, which we haven't talked about yet, was they fired their longtime trainer as well, not just the front office, right? Their trainer, which is, as everybody knows, the big issue of why Trent Williams didn't show up. So you wonder now that if he's gone and you have someone like Rivera, who's and del rio old coaches and players right they understand this are they able to convince him come back to washington we've changed it this is not what it used to be you can trust us or is william still going to be like nope give me the hell out of here
1: <laughs> way to hold the tongue in there for no apparent reason but way to do it i don't know why i did i just started to it i was like ah do i need to say that <laughs> so, <laughs> You no, know, but I think I think that's a good point. I think I believe it was also the entire training staff, not just that like it was the head guy and everyone else. Like they're gone. Bruce Allen is also gone. That's another huge thing that needed to happen for that franchise to kind of get over the hump of what they've been this last decade. Good for them. They're taking the right steps. You make a great point about Trent Williams as well and if he's gonna want to stay or not. And if he does stay, that's a huge foundation piece for them moving forward. And if he doesn't, maybe they get a couple draft picks. It's not going to be anything significant within a first or second rounder, I don't believe, with his age. But get something out of him, maybe find a replacement, maybe find a new star for your team. I noted this on the preview for the Redskins. They have a pretty good young wide receiver core. They're not as bad as what I think a lot of people are going to realize once they go into next year with McLaurin and Sims. You know, you got speed and your size, excuse me, and your reliability. And then Harmon is there as well, who has the size that you can need on the outside. You just get a tight end in there that can stay healthy. And this team is not going to be that bad once you fix the defense. So the Redskins, like we've said several times here, heading in the right direction, good for them. Another team that's deciding to move in another direction or mutually part ways is John Dorsey and the Cleveland Browns. This just goes to show how dysfunctional the Cleveland Browns are. Like You look at what their team was before he got there and what they are now. He has put stars all over that field. He has drafted studs for that team. And then you come into this year, you're upset about the way you guys played, the way everything was handled with the coaching-wise and all that, and then you fire or mutually part ways with the general manager. Me personally, Teresa, I don't know your thoughts on this. I'm just getting this out. That's an idiotic move by the Browns. And they will continue to be the Cleveland Browns until they find any type of consistency for their franchise going forward, whether that's a GM or a head coach or literally anything, even quarterback, if they have Baker for after next year. Because the coaching staff in the front office that was there that hired him or brought him in is gone now. So now there's competition for him. How does he handle that and react to it with everything we've already seen him miss with the media, including some of his teammates who try to keep out of it but just can't in Odell Beckham Jr. and Javar Landry. This team can just be flipped upside down very quickly on what the Browns are going to be in the next four or five years.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I was shocked when this happened. Uh, I laughed out loud because I just like – Browns are going to Brown. Like, what are they doing? It makes no sense. Dorsey, like you said, has made this team relevant and put stars on the field, both sides of the field. And he hasn't put them in horrible cap space issues or anything like that either. It's so it's not like he like traded the farm for some players. And then now they're all fucked for the next couple of years. Like they're good. So, uh, interesting to see who will want that job. Uh, I mean, there's. We'll talk about the our next one soon, but uh, for this organization, and if you're going in, you know that you have one or two years, and if you don't succeed, you're probably getting thrown out the door. Like, there's a lot of coaches are not that want nothing to do with that because of that. Like, rule from uh Baylor. He he's already said no to an interview with the Browns, and it's strictly you can you know it's not because of talent. It is because, hey, I know if I have one struggling year, you're gonna fire me. Why would I want to go there?
1: I mean, is it is there a possibility that this team goes into the year without a head coach? Like I'm I doubt that it happens, but what does a team do? Like if if an owner literally cannot find the head coach, you or someone that wants the job. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be people that want to coach in the NFL. But are you going to want to be a part of it if you've already coached? Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's weird though, because
0: they have guys on their, like, I know they fired Kitchens, but like their OC and DC were either previously head coaches or very high in the ranks of like uh, people that wanted them. So why wouldn't they just get an opportunity? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so it'd be interesting there. I'm trying to figure out like where they're actually going to go. I know that a lot of people are trying to put uh, Josh McDaniels there with, and I'm sorry, who's their sort of GM guy? I can't remember his name right now.
1: Sorry, no brain idea fart, I to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, um, it's a guy that was going to go to the Texans, and then they they blocked it last last year. That's when they fired their GM. But anyways, it's fine. We brain fart. Sorry guys, don't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, but like those two teaming up and going to the Browns. So we'll see. Be interesting to see how that goes.
1: If he goes to the Cleveland Browns and Josh McDaniels here, like if he ditched on the Indianapolis Colts, uh, an owner who is one of the probably a great, just like a fantastic owner, one of the most known owners in the league. He's very, you know, very wealthy, very nice, great storyline. You know very good with players and front office guys like I don't I don't think I've heard anyone say anything bad about him like he's just great all the way around if you Josh McDaniels decide to ditch that and then go to the Cleveland Browns and be with the Haslam's yikes introduced I think they're I think they already have a replacement at general manager it's the guy who does the same thing for the A's the analytical aspect on players yeah that sounds right I think he I think they brought him back from the last regimen Interesting.
0: Huh. Well, either way, it'd be interesting to really see, like, who, who's going to want this job in the end, knowing that your your lease leash is so short. It's nerve wracking. And I could see why a lot of people well, don't want anything to do with the Browns, even with the talent, because it's crazy because the talent is top notch. Like if you had a decent owner with this talent, it should be the hottest job in all of sports. Uh, that's open right now.
1: Very much so. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into our next topic, though. I mean, I think we've kind of beaten a dead horse on what the Browns could be and what they are. Uh, I'm just going to let you roll with it. The Jaguars fired them, and then they did not fire them, and now they're saying they're going to be there next year, and this is the head coach and the general manager. You can go ahead and say the names and then just roll off whatever your thoughts are.
0: Yeah, Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell, uh, head coach and GM of the Jaguars. Uh, there was reports last week, ESPN saying that, uh, Doug Marone was going to be fired after the game. And then there was like, that's really weird that you're having him still coach, but you've told him that you're fired. Didn't really make a ton of sense. Uh, Chad Khan comes out that day and says that that's not accurate. And then four days later, uh, he comes out with a statement saying they're both coming back. Uh, Here's the deal. I don't think Marone is the best coach in the world, uh, but kind of like the Rivera thing, and we've talked about it on this podcast. Like Doug Marone did a good job of like keeping this team together this year, which I actually thought he hadn't done the previous year. Uh, so Marone coming back, I did. I didn't want him to. I just wanted them to clean house and start fresh. But if out of the big three, Coughlin. Caldwell and Marone. If they were going to keep one of them, I would have chose Marone. Uh, Dave Caldwell, very upset that he's being kept. It makes absolutely no sense. He has been trash in basically every aspect of his job. I mean, even their good players that he has found and drafted are no longer with the team. So you just look at their roster now and you're just like, wow, like... Sure, it's better than what it was in 2013, but like there's still so many holes. Like he's been there for seven years. Six of those seven years, they've had double digit losing seasons. The one that they did not, obviously, they went to the AFC championship game. So, uh, very upset that Caldwell's coming back. It makes no sense. Uh, Shad Khan said he, he had to see improvements at the start of last year for, that, for everybody to come back. They won one game more and you're bringing them back. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, they have to change up the coaching staff. Like if they're changing here or keeping these guys here, there's got to be major changes to the overall coaching staff, including their defensive coordinator, Todd, Todd Wash. Uh He's just not very good. So we'll see there. No moves have, have been made, but I, I hope that that does happen soon. Uh, they had a press conference the other day. And the only good thing out of that whole conference was, Caldwell saying their number one priority is getting Shad Khan, or sorry, Shad Khan and him in a room with Yannick Ngakwe, and getting a deal done. He said that that's the Jacksonville Jaguars' number one priority. So that was awesome. So like seeing that, yeah. So it's huge, right? So and they kind of did some like backhanded like things talking shit on on Tom Coughlin like making it clear that it was Tom Coughlin that cut off negotiations earlier in the year not not those guys so um if that's just throwing people under the bus because you can because they're no longer with the team like could be but at the same time I think that it's actually accurate because Caldwell like Yannick is his guy like that was the last draft that he had basically where he was like in full control and he got he found him in the third round like he's his prized possession of not a first or second round pick being as good as he is so I, I do think that that's accurate I could easily see them trying to just that probably even overpay for him and for me I'm okay with that I just need the Yanni Kangakwe Josh Allen combo to stay in Jacksonville like I, like it's clear how good that can be. If you just watch the Colts game last Sunday, like you can see how good those guys can be. So um, yeah, overall disappointing there. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Uh, They have two first round picks, number nine and number 20 this year. Uh, Number nine, I'm really hoping for uh, either Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker slash safety for the Clemson Tigers or Jerry Judy, wide receiver for Alabama who had an awesome game today. And then, Later in the round, uh, with that 20 pick from the Rams, try to address offensive line. That's that for me. That those are the three key positions that they need to fill. Hopefully, they can fill two of the three in the first round.
1: Yeah, and looking at a couple of the mock drafts that have been out there lately, Isaiah Simmons has kind of been slotted to go to Jacksonville there. And if you get that, I mean, it's just, of course, another defensive stud lands in the freaking lap of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good For you guys, that defense gets even scarier. The amount of speed and strength that you would have on that team would be nuts, and especially with how young they all are. That would, like you mentioned, you can get rid of three guys and open up a ton of cap space, and it's going to go up another $10, 15000000 million this year. You can go get huge offensive pieces. Fuck, you could trade the Jets for Le'Veon Bell. Get rid of Fournette if you're tired of Fournette. Or you can just go get a wide receiver piece. I don't know. I'm just throwing out random shit.
0: Yeah. I'd rather just have uh, another wide receiver. I I think I'd rather have Fournette than Le'Veon Bell at this point. Really? Yeah. I mean, Le'Veon Bell looks slow this year. And I know the offensive line was garbage, but... I mean, I'm, I'm, I would be happy either way, to be honest with you. Uh, but, I mean, I was happy with the way Fournette played this year, and he had like 60 or 70 catches this year. So, I mean, he did everything. He became a very good pass blocker. Uh, I actually was very happy with the way Fournette played.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing that after early reports in the season of Treas just absolutely shitting on him. I think it was about week five or, five or six Three. where everything kind of started to change. Oh, week three. Excuse me. I just remember hearing loud and clear. I'm sick and tired. That's what I just remember hearing there. Oh, because it was bad, dude. He, he he clearly looked like he had not
0: improved, but something clicked about a month into the season, and you could tell that like he started to care. And I, I think it was when the whole Jalen Ramsey thing started. Like He was like, okay, I got to be the leader of this team, and I think his mentality changed a little bit.
1: Good, good. Glad, glad to see it then. Jaguars, hopefully a big change next year for them. Uh, speaking of change, man, these transitions are just coming smooth tonight. Uh, change, Jason Garrett with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, what's going on there? We really don't know. He was supposed to have a meeting yesterday. Reports came out yesterday evening that the meeting will end up being today. Um, so really, we're not going to know any news probably until you guys do at the same time. And then we'll talk about it next week. But the reason we think he's probably gone is because a 2021 quarterback, wow, that's weird to say, a 2021 quarterback recruit for the Oklahoma Sooners, five-star quarterback, um, decommitted from the University of Oklahoma and reopened um, his, what do you want to call it, his uh, recruitment on where he's going to end up going. Excuse me, I don't know where all these brain fructs are coming from right now. But So this opens the door up for Jason Garrett, to not necessarily be fired, but maybe just released once his contract ends because his contract is set to expire the day after the college football championship. So the college season comes to an end. Jason Garrett could be released. And then maybe here comes Lincoln Riley sliding on in as a Dallas Cowboys head coach.
0: Yeah, you you have to think that this recruit has heard enough shit that he's like, why would I still stay committed to Oklahoma? Like there's no way he's going to be there. I mean, in his eyes, he's probably like, even if even if he sticks around one more year, with how good Rattler is, he's like, I'm going to – he knows that they're going to probably be in the college football playoffs again next year. And if you go four straight years with different quarterbacks every single year, you're going to get a head coaching job next year. And somebody's going to finally just be like, whatever. Like, whatever you want, right? Like, yep. $150 million contract type status. <laughs> like
1: That would be absurd.
0: It really would, but like that that's the type of shit that's gonna happen. Like eventually somebody's gonna be like, Holy shit, like this guy can do it with anybody. And they're gonna convince him to stay. So if I was that recruit, smart, decommit. Not it's not saying you can't recommit if you want later on. Um but yeah, he he, he has to know something.
1: Yeah, I mean everything's kinda leaning that way for sure. Uh, speaking of the college football playoff though. Championship game is Monday night, correct, Trees? Correct. Monday night, college football championship. The college football playoff national championship game is here. The LSU Tigers are playing the Clemson Tigers. And, Trees, I don't know about you, but I'm taking the Tigers to win. Are you? Oh, you like that? A little, right, a little dad joke there for you. <laughs> um, Really, though, I'm going to take the LSU Tigers to win this game. I think that the LSU – man, it's hard just to not say the Tigers. But LSU, they got a strong defense – Joe Burrow, we have seen what he's done year in and year out. Those receivers had a phenomenal game last or last week um, against, oh, my gosh, who did they play here? Excuse me. LSU played? Oklahoma. Oh, my word. why, Dude, these brain farts are killing me right now. What <laughs> a way to start the new year. <laughs> yep. My word. Yeah, but, I mean, LSU just comes in and destroys them. Jefferson has a huge game, and I, you look at this game against Clemson – and it's nothing against Clemson, but their competition hasn't been as high as what LSU's has. Like, LSU has had a phenomenal year against top-end talent. And they're looking at this game like, do you know what? This is just another challenge. Let's get it done. Let's get it over with. Let's bring a natty back to LSU. And then Joe Burrow's going to go number one. What a year for the LSU Tigers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm very excited for this game. Uh, dude, that... Clemson Ohio State game was so much fun to watch. It was a blast. I was rooting for Ohio State. I just I'm, I'm just a big like Hop uh, or sorry Hopkins, uh, Dobkins and uh, Fields guy. Like those two just are super fun for me to watch. That I kind of just want to see that. And I, also I just give it Ohio State's been in enough as well. But like I'm kind of just don't want to see Clemson again in the national championship. It's more just that they're starting to get the Alabama treatment. From a lot of fans, if you're not a fan of Clemson, you're like, yeah, I'm kind of overseeing them. But, uh, I mean, (laughs) those guys are super fun. Uh, Like, Justin Ross is, like, one of my favorite receivers in college football for Clemson. So, uh, it'll be fun to watch that game. I still think that – I kind of feel like LSU is going to jump out into an early lead in this game. But then Clemson's going to fight back, kind of like how they did against Ohio State. Mm I think they're going to fight back. But I think that it's going to be like, ah, shit, we're facing a little bit better of a team – where we can't just make it all the way back. So yeah. I, I do think it's going to be a pretty good game, but I will take LSU. I agree. Joe Burrow will win a national championship. Take home the Heisman that he's already done. Go home to Ohio. Be a Cincinnati Bengal come April.
1: Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, there's going to be so many big names on the field come Monday for that game. Like So many guys we're going to see at the next level. It's going to be great. And let's say Clemson finds a way to pull this off. The legend or the hype around Trevor Lawrence is going to be even bigger than it was last year. Yeah. It's going to be absurd. Like, we're, it's going to be by the time he reaches the NFL, we're like, dude, I'm already tired of seeing you. I'm already tired of hearing about you. And For then sure. if he tears it up there, he's going to just turn into one of those guys that I absolutely hate until it's too late. And then I go, all right, I guess I have to respect this son of a bitch.
0: For sure. He's 20, sorry, 23 or 24 and 0 in college right now.
1: I think it's 24 yeah. and 0 in college right, yep. right now.
0: Could go 24-0, and 25-0 with two national championships first two years.
1: and have Not to come even back. in the Heisman. No yeah, Heisman. Not even
0: in the Heisman. And have to come back to college again next year.
1: <laughs> oh, what a good kid. He's a good kid, though. He really he is. Is. Um, he is. Our next topic here is Texas versus Utah. There's really not much to talk about. Texas handled business. Utah just didn't show up. It was a tough game. You heard the way this started. Great start to my new year. Bad for trees. Let's move into our next one. Um, High-profile players that will be entering the draft or returning to school. Trace, I'm assuming you have names here that you just kind of want to go over, so let's touch up on them.
0: Yeah, so uh, J.K. Dobbins, running back for Ohio State, committed, and so did uh, Jeff Akuta, cornerback for Ohio State. He committed today uh, to go to the draft, both of them. Akuda uh, is, what, probably a top-seven pick. Maybe
1: I'm might gonna, be, top, be five, top five, honestly. Yeah,
0: might be top five. Like it yeah. just kind of just depends on the cornerback position, right? Like sometimes it's hard to really justify taking someone like in the top five. I mean, like that's why the fucking uh, Cowboys took Zeke over Jalen Ramsey at four, just because it was like, do we can we really take a cornerback in the top four? Obviously. They didn't do it wrong either way. Like, both are outstanding players. But I, so I could see that. And that's why I said top seven, maybe not top five. But at the same time, you look at how the draft laid out, dude, he, he really could go three. I mean, if Chase Young goes two, right? If it goes Burrow, Chase Young at three, like the Lions are sitting there. They probably have to take him. So, yeah. like, so yeah, I think you're right. He is probably top five. Um, the big one is Dylan Moses going back to Alabama. I was super upset about this because I, I know I brought it up a couple months ago on this podcast how I wanted them to try to get him with the second pick that the Jags have, in, like so around pick 20. I'm like, hey, just in case you miss out on Isaiah Simmons, you can get that wide receiver like a Judy or a C.D. Lamb and then at 20 get Dylan Moses. So now I feel like that's – now I kind of feel like – isaiah simmons it's like him or bust at this point uh because i just don't i actually don't love this linebacking core uh class it's just like mad to me but like obviously isaiah simmons is the prized possession so uh those are the big guys i was talking about and really wanted to discuss um there's a lot of other good players that are getting like starting to commit and all that and so i think in like a probably a week from now we're going to sit down and start start naming off names and we're- going to start talking about the draft more uh one thing that actually just broke about five minutes ago which you probably haven't seen yet is uh Tua just said that he is going to announce on January 6th if he is coming back or if he's staying so in five days from now he's going to have a press conference and announce (laughs) if he's coming back or not I think that
1: dude's coming back I think he's going back to Alabama and I think he is too. I don't know where'd you see that at? I'm just not seeing it, I guess. Uh the old Twitter. That Twitter app. The oh Twitter, the, the old paper. Tweeter? The yeah. old the old Yep, that's the one. Oh, that's it. All right. Look at that. There it is. Two announced on Twitter that he'll make his decision on January sixth. Looky there. I think he's going back. I think you're right. I think I'm right. Uh Alabama looking at another national championship next year. Hopefully everyone can stay healthy. I think that'll be huge for Tua as well. And that just makes the quarterback class for next year even bigger with Trevor Lawrence and Tua there now. Um, man, college football, just it's a never-ending game of excitement and what's going to happen and just the unknown. It's what makes football so freaking great, dude.
0: No, it really does. You, you have to wonder, though, if Tua comes back, does like a player like Henry Ruggs go back? Because uh, Jerry Judy is not coming back. He knows he's at worst wide receiver two, and next year's class is going to be pretty deep as well at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So you know Jerry Judy's leaving. But Henry Ruggs, where you're probably wide receiver four, maybe five in this class, um, at that point you're talking late round one, early round two. If you're like, hey, two is coming back, like it can be us. And Jones and jerry judy are gonna be gone i'm going to be the guy at alabama do i want to just go back and just try to like get my draft stock into a top 15 pick
1: man that's a that's a really good point it's i mean it's tough to answer that because like let's you always have to worry about the injury factor right like yeah you had a great year but how much of that production came from people paying attention to judy you know what I mean? Like, yeah, his speed is a difference maker. What he can do on the field is huge. People are going to look at him as a safe Tyreek Hill. No off-the-field issues, stuff that we kind of got seen, got clean, or things that we saw, excuse me, were cleaned up this offseason, uh, kind of the truth coming out on with everything. But this guy, I mean, he's clean slate, 100% great player, top speed, fastest player in college football, and – I mean, do you just take advantage of that storyline right now and go with it? Or do you go back to school and try and be wide receiver one and hopefully have another big year when the main thing you have is that speed? Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, you have the route running ability and you're going to have Tua, but I mean, that's just a different, it's a whole different scenario when you become the main guy and you're that size and speed is your huge difference maker.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, the one thing that we, that we just never talk about the, that like we have to just put into consideration is, does he need the money, right? Like, kids need money. Like, yeah. do, does he just go, I can't afford to be in college one more year. Like, my family needs this. or I, not, I, I know nothing about Henry Ruggs' family. Nothing. So, I couldn't tell you. Maybe they're very well off. Maybe they're not. Couldn't tell you. So, I mean, that's yeah. the type of stuff. That's, I mean, there's a lot of players that are probably late day two, early day three guys that are entering the draft right now that you're kind of like, why? I and mean, that's why, because they just need the money to help their families or themselves.
1: Yep. That's a that's a massive point that not a lot of people really focus on or even think of when it comes to this time of year on players making a decision to enter the draft or not. Um, Next topic here, Matt Rule, pretty much a leading candidate for the New York football Giants and their head coaching job as they have fired Pat Shermer, um, keeping David Gettleman. Matt Rule coming in, is he okay with Gettleman? That's really going to be the key factor is how is that relationship how does he see this team moving forward kind of what does he want to do what is what control is he given what role is he allowed to have or not have so that'll be interesting but couldn't be an exciting time for the team in new york and mr matt rule as the jets just missed out on this opportunity last season and are currently a dumpster fire with adam Gase.
0: yeah so it's weird right because actually the jets won quite a bit of games at the end of the year i'm not saying that they're anything great or anything. I'm just saying it's like it's weird it's one of those weird things that they like as they got healthy, they won more and more games. Uh not that I think Adam Gase is good or by any means. It's just I was just looking at that. I'm like, wow, they actually won a fair amount of games at the end of the year. So Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh,
1: it's tough because you just see all the shit from Adam Gase. Like it's totally. it, it, it started from the true. moment he his hiring conference until the end with the comments on Le'Veon Bell. Like it's just been a consistent what-the-hell-is-going-on type topic.
0: Can't can't argue that. Absolutely.
1: Okay, uh, so our next topic here, we only got a couple more things to talk about, and then we're going to get into our playoff games here as the NFL playoffs start this weekend. Bruce Arians. I covered this a little bit on the last show, but Bruce Arians comments on Jameis Winston. Hey, if we can win with this quarterback, we can win with another one. If you're Jameis Winston, Trees, what are your thoughts and feelings in reaction to that? I didn't hear him say it, so I don't know the tone to it. But just reading it, you you automatically think, like, if I can win a game with that fucking Mr. Interception machine over there, the good, bad, and the ugly, give me someone off the street. I'll find a way to fucking win. It's totally. pretty much how that comes off to me.
0: No, that's exactly how it came up to me as well. Again, I didn't hear the tone of his voice either. I don't I don't know if anybody has. I think it was just written down that way. Uh, but then Jameis had a had a press conference today, I think. And he was just like, Look at look at my stats. He's like, I'm like all time great if you if I just take away the turnovers. Yeah. And if like, you
1: take those yeah, away.
0: Yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> if if I gained like six inches and 200 pounds and could run a ford 240 yeah i'd be pretty good at things too but guess what you can't control your interceptions because you just are you're blind and just say yolo and throw it up in the air and uh i don't control me getting taller so uh here's a good idea Jameis. like sure you can say that you're going to practice it but like You've been doing this for now four years in the NFL, and then you did it for three years in college. So, <laughs> like, you've been doing it for seven years, dude. You've been doing it for almost the entire decade. Like,
1: that's—you are what you are. Hey. And, I mean, looking at what we're seeing through college and the NFL, I can't help but assume you did the same shit in high school.
0: Totally. First— hey.
1: I could be great. Pay me 30 million a year. Bro, that ain't happening. If someone pays you 30 million a year, they need to be fired.
0: Totally. Do you think and sorry, this isn't on the rundown, but just because you brought up thirty million dollars. Does Dak get paid the thirty yes. million dollars? Yes. <sighs> I, I I don't I mean, disagree. I think you're right. When's but- getting paid? Yeah, I get I get I get this I get where you're going here. But like also dude Wentz also had a fucking awesome year that nobody's talking about. Dude, he was throwing with for throwing the ball to dudes that were like working at grocery stores the like two days prior. He's the first quarterback I think that had thrown for over four thousand yards and never had a wide receiver over five hundred yards. That's unbelievable.
1: He's going to be one of those quarterbacks that gets overlooked a lot because of how good he is. Yes. Like people are just going to be so used to that. Like He's not going to do anything phenomenal like you see with Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. And he gets all the media hype. He's going to be a quarterback that comes in, makes plays, keeps plays alive, kind of like a Big Ben almost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Stands tall in the pocket, can take hits, physical, good deep ball throw. Makes tough throws that people look and they go, oh, wow, that's a good throw. But it's not the like, holy crap, did you see that? Like, he had that moment against the Redskins with Miles Sanders. But other than that, like, I mean, you make a good point there. He doesn't have any star elite receivers. Like, he doesn't have any star talent around him that helps get that media attention to what he can do. You look at Patrick Mahomes, and he did have that. He had it with Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. And he has it this year again with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and yeah. Sammy Watkins and McCall Hardman. You know what it's I mean? Awesome. Like these highlight plays around Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you just don't have that with Wentz. You have Wentz making all the plays. I watched that game last week, and I mean, my jaw was just on the floor. Dude rolling to his left, literally rolling to his left, looks back, throws it to the right side of the field, lofts it up, it goes up over a defender, and drops right into Dallas Goddard's hands as he's going out of bounds. the yeah. the The defensive player gave up on the play because he's like, "There's no way that ball is getting caught." And then it just like, <laughs> catch. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Crazy. Absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah. All right. Last thing. Uh just got I saw the report that uh Johnny Oli said they are going to bring back Von Miller even at his eighteen point five million dollar uh tag here. So I I was kinda always looking at the, this entire season been like, I don't know if they're gonna pay him that much. I mean, obviously Von Miller is still great, but almost 19 million dollars is a shit ton of money for a player at his age but at the same time like you talked about last last episode right they end on a high note they probably got their quarterback now on a rookie deal not even a first round pick rookie deal and he's the captain and leader of this team you and you just took second place quietly in that division so um i it makes sense
1: wow shit they did take second place didn't they yes Um, I wouldn't even wasn't aware of that right now, Holy crap, they were. Yeah, I mean, I also wasn't paying attention to the fact that he's going to get paid $19 million next year. I just assume it's Von Miller, consistent piece on your defense, well-known leader, well-known star in the NFL. You move on from that, that's kind of tough to look at. It's kind of tough to handle and even replace because towards the end of the year, he was back to making plays, back to getting key sacks he did it that last game against the Raiders. I think... I'm glad that he's staying. I'm happy for the Broncos fans. I'm happy for him where he gets to stay in a place that he's used to. I mean, hell, he's a Super Bowl MVP, and if you're John Elway, you move on from that. That's just a tough look altogether. Um, any other storylines that we need to cover before we get into this? Do you think
0: that Philip Rivers goes to the Colts?
1: Um, moment of silence there because it's not <laughs> something I've even thought about at all. I mean, their head coach, Colt's coach, used to be his OC
0: for the San Diego Chargers back in the day. Given it was like ten years ago, but twelve years ago, I think actually. But I'm just starting to think I'm like it, his. He had a very emotional press conference, right, uh, Philip Rivers said. Is I think he knows he's not coming back. So now it's like, where where could he go, right? And like the the hot name was always Tennessee, but not with the way Tannehill played the last eight weeks of the season, half the year. So, like, he's going to be back. So now, like, what are the other options? What about the Colts?
1: What about the Panthers with North Turner? Or was he fired?
0: Um, Did I would he assume, go away
1: with Rivera?
0: Yeah, I would assume he's not coming back. I don't think he actually technically got fired, but I would assume whatever head coach comes in is going to want his own O.C.,
1: Damn, that's kind of tough for them if you think about it in that way cuz North Turner had both the son working with them too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to me it's it interesting. Makes
0: sense. makes sense and I and I still think that new like just the way that yes Wilger played like shit. Um by the way. Uh yeah, so with those guys with Wilger and Allen, like clearly those guys aren't the guy. So you wonder if they just bring back in one more year. Like what like literally what's the worst could, that could happen at that point then? Like you're really bad. I mean, we talked about this last off season. You don't bring him back cuz then if you're really bad again, then now you're in the Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields conversation cuz you're going to top 2 or 3 pick. So but um I don't know. It's weird. I am just trying to think of like Philip Rivers not done. He's not retiring. He's got too much fire left in him. Like where are, where are options And, obviously, Colts fans are not happy with Jacoby Brissett. So, maybe that's where it is.
1: What if Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady switch teams? What if they switch teams? (laughs) 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 Uh, Another one of those things I haven't thought about. (laughs) Like, I mean, really, though, because it looks like Tom Brady's kind of on his way out the door. Man, that's interesting. Yeah, that's something we're gonna have to dive into. Where that's not, we're gonna need to figure that out. Where's Philip Rivers or Tom Brady going? For sure. Cool. Woo. All
0: right. Let's move on to well, these. Knowing playoffs.
1: the way the AFC East works, Tom Brady's going to the Dolphins.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be outrageous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, All right. Anything anything else you want to get into? Let's just huh. roll into it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're here for, the NFL playoffs are taking place this weekend. Four teams will be playing or I guess eight teams, four games Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's AFC, Sunday is the NFC our first game. The Buffalo Bills are playing the Tennessee Tex or oh my god, the Houston Texans. The Tennessee Bills. Wow. Okay, the Buffalo Bills will be playing the Houston Texans in Houston in a dome the Bills have got to be ecstatic for this we get to leave New York okay we're not at home that's okay red and blue pretty much the same colors as Houston colors are fine we don't care about the crowd we're ready to go this defense is alive that's offense is good the Texans are bringing back JJ want their defense is still kind of beat up the offense we don't know what it is. I mean, it's, that seems kind of silly to say. Like, we don't know. I feel like I don't know what it is. We do know that it's Deshaun Watson and Hopkins. But the last couple weeks has not looked that hot from the Houston Texans. Like, they started off really good, and then they've kind of ended poorly. It's going to gonna, it's gonna be tough for them to kind of get everything going again in the playoffs against a Bills team who lately has been just kind of rolling in their own way. I have to ask you, who are you taking to win this game?
0: Buffalo Bills.
1: Really? Yeah, I really do. I, I, I thought don't. I had a hot take there.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think that this off like this offense for the Texans has not been great lately, and this Bills defense is the best. Like they are unreal. And they have White who's going to slow down Hopkins. Like he will slow. Nobody shuts down Hopkins. Let's be clear. Nobody shuts him down. But he will slow him down enough where now you're relying on Kenny Stills and a always-injured whatever the other dude's name is. I can't Fuller. even think of his name. Fuller. Will, thank, will Fuller. Fuller, thank you. <laughs> dude's injured every other week. I can't even remember his fucking, fucking name there. Um, but actually, I don't even know if he's playing because he missed last game too. Yeah, so, I, don't think,
1: I don't think he is, to be honest with you. I don't think he is.
0: So um, they – They'll probably use uh, Duke Johnson more at wide receiver bit and just really let Hyde be the running back, like kind of like how they had been most of the season. Uh, and then the defense for the Texans is meh. Obviously, J.J. Watt is coming back. By the way, I got his shoes for Christmas, and they're so, so comfortable.
1: Those look cool. Are they comfortable?
0: Yeah, they're way comfortable. They're training shoes, so, like, they're awesome. I actually... I'm actually buying the black ones <laughs> next week. <laughs> so I'll have two of them. But, like, I don't want... White, white ones get dirty so much that, like, I don't want to yeah. wear them that often. So I'm like, I just want the black ones as well. Um, that, Sorry. Sorry.
1: You're side good, side. dude.
0: Um, but I I kind of just think that that's going to happen. And we've said it a few times, and I think it's going to happen again. It's going to be, like, a Singletary-type game. Like, is going to have a big game. The one thing that scares me is... Cunningham, the linebacker for the uh, Texans. Houston Texans, he is so good against like power backs and like quarterbacks that like to run. He can spy them, dude. He has he always has these weird tackles where it's like super high and like he just like clotheslines people. Watch, I guarantee you, he'll have like two or three of those these game this game, and he's just gonna like clothesline them and just take them down. And it's crazy like how strong that guy is, and he's so fast. I could see him causing havoc for the Bills' offense. But overall, uh, I think that they just have some wide receivers that are going to make enough plays. And I'm going to say that the Bills win. Very close game. I'll even say they win by a field goal.
1: I was going to say, like the, the Texans have the experience here. I mean, they've been in the playoffs the last three or four or five years. They've been in and out of it. They're a veteran team. These guys know what's going on. They're not super young, which is kind of what we're seeing with the bills. But I think the bills are ready for this moment. You know, they've had a close enough opportunities. My only concern with the Texans is just that experience and being there. And then Deshaun Watson being Deshaun Watson and just having a freak play, a freak couple throws where you're going, I don't know why we doubted them. I don't know why we doubted them. Like that's the kind of the one thing that worries me with this game. Uh, Let's get into our next AFC matchup. The Tennessee Titans are playing the Patriots in Foxborough. Um, Maybe a hot take. Maybe it's not. I just wrote about it in my article that will be coming out tomorrow or today, hopefully. Um, I think the Titans beat the New England Patriots. Their offense is hot right now. This defense is electric. They have speed. They have size. They're getting pressure. The Patriots' offense is one-dimensional. They rely on trick plays or just random uh, mistakes to happen. Um, And I just don't think the Titans are going to do that. I think the Titans are ready to go. Their offense, they got a bread and butter. Excuse me um, with the running game and Derrick Henry who led the league in rushing a guy who I said had tree trunks for legs boy Those branches are fucking pumping because that dude has been tearing it up And he's gonna do the same thing against this Patriots defense Yes, a Patriots secondary is good But Ryan Tannehill is doing just enough that it's not even through the air, but he is doing enough to get his team um, rolling in the right direction since he took over this the Tennessee Titans team right now reminds me of what Mariota did with them when they went and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, when he threw a touchdown to himself against Darrell Revis and then scored, and then the Chiefs just couldn't score in the second half, the Titans did, and they won. I kind of see that resemblance here with the Patriots. I'm just, I'm not scared of the Patriots anymore. Like, I don't have anything to be worried about if I'm the Tennessee Titans. Play mistake free football, be smart, do your job, and win the game. And that's exactly what you're going to do. Trece, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, it's weird, right? Because obviously everybody knows I hate the Titans. Like, I hate them. Uh, but I've also enjoyed watching them this year. They're they a lot of fun. I legit am going to be rooting for the Titans this game, which is weird. It's a weird thing to say, but I'm going to be just because I think they're just more fun to watch. I just don't think the Patriots are fun to watch this year. Uh, but I also think the Patriots win this game. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, Stephon Gilmore shuts down A.J. Brown. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, Bilicek is going to be like, hey, want well, you know what? We're going to make sure that Derrick Henry doesn't do anything. We have a cornerback that can just deal with him, and then we don't think that this off, this t- Titans offense is going to be able to do anything. And you know that Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels are going to have some sort of game plan to dink and dunk them all the way down the field and score like 21, 24 points and win this game. So uh, I, that's what I'm going to say happens there. I think that they, it's like a 24 to
1: 14 game somewhere in that area. It'll be an exciting, it'll be an exciting game. I don't feel like there's going to be as much excitement for the AFC as there is the NFC. Is there anything mm-hmm. else you want to add there?
0: Um, no, I think that, yeah, I think, I actually think that this is like the game I'm second most excited for over the weekend. The Saints Vikings game? No, the Titans Patriots game. I think that there's a, I think there's an NFC game I'm more excited for. But so I think it goes for me. I think I'm most excited for Eagles Seahawks, and then Titans Patriots, and then Saints Vikings, and then Bills Texans. I think that's the order of excitement I am.
1: Dang, um, Saints and Vikings is it in New Orleans? Yes, it is. I, I, I typed it wrong. My apologies. No, you're good. So, so we're going to have a playoff game in New Orleans and then the national championship game for college.
0: Uh, Is the yeah. – yeah.
1: Yeah. It's in New Orleans. Yeah. Wow. So,
0: yes, we are, and that's going to be a quick turnaround. Luckily for them, it's the morning game, so they're basically going to have a day and a half
1: to change a lot of things. So – Wow, that's exciting. What a time to be in New Orleans right now. But let's get into this game. The Saints and the Vikings. Um, I I want to take the Saints. They're a complete team. Their defense has looked awesome. Their offense has looked fantastic. The Vikings, they're beat up here. Dalvin Cook, is he playing or is he out? Dalvin Cook is playing. Him and Madison were both full participants today. Who was their running back last week? Why can Matt- I not remember his name? Matt Boone. That dude went the fuck off. Yeah. Like, he ran over everybody. Like, he looked good. So, I mean, you throw him in the mix here, that's a hell of a running attack for the Vikings on top of the receivers that we know they already have with the tight end that they don't use and Kirk Cousins there. This defense, I mean, both of these teams that are playing are both complete. These are two teams that have everything that they need to – to make a win and make a push for the playoffs if things go right for them this is going to be an exciting game and i mean i want to take the saints but i just have this itching feeling for the vikings i don't know what it is i don't know why but i just think the vikings they come in and they just upset everything for the saints for what this year has been i just i don't know why but i just do that see
0: that's a hot take out of all the ones that you've said today i think that's the hottest take Um, cause I actually think that this is probably the most locked in game and that is the saints winning. Um, and it's strictly just because it's at home, they're just unstoppable at home and Kirk cousins can't win big games. And I know it's not, I know that's not a quarterback stat, but like, it's at, we're at the point now, right. That it's like, Kirk, are you going to win some games here? Like what's going on here? So, um, I think it's going to be a, an exciting game. I think that you're right. They have an awesome trio of running backs with Madison and Cook and Boone. Boone was like, you know, sparked the test that they do, like for like athletes and stuff like that. I think he was the only person in the last like five years that have, that's had a better one than him is Saquon Barkley. So he's like
1: a freak athlete. He looked like it on Sunday.
0: Yeah. So uh, I think that. I just don't know if anybody's going to be able to stop Michael Thomas. I, I, I He's going to go for like 150 yards and probably two touchdowns. And now all of a sudden, look out. Alvin Kamara knows how to find a, the end zone again. He went like 12 weeks without a touchdown, and now he has four or five in the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. like now all of a sudden, Kamara's looking healthy. Michael Thomas probably should win Offensive Player of the Year. And the defense is doing everything they need to, and they're getting pressure. And I don't know if Cousins is going to be able to hold up there. So, for you, like you are saying the Vikings may win, Like you're going to need huge games from the two wide receivers.
1: Like I said, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm smoking or breathing, but I just have a feeling with the Vikings. Our last game here that we're going to be going over, the Philadelphia Eagles playing the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks lose a tough one against the 49ers, so they (laughs) – Lose winning the West. They are now playing the Eagles here. Um, I have to take the Seahawks. The Eagles are just too beat up. I mean, if they had any any sense of health on that team, I would probably pick them just with the way Carson Wentz has been playing this lately. But no receivers. Your defense is beat up. Your defensive coordinator loves to bliss in just unnecessary times. And the Seahawks, man, they are just ready to go. They are dealing with some injuries as well. The running back position. Re- receiver, they're fine with Metcalf and Lockett. Russell Wilson's looking good. That defense is fired up. I think this is an easy win for the Seahawks. But if this is an upset, you have to wonder how far will the Eagles go if they somehow find a way to win in Seattle. And that's where I'm going. I No, the game's in Philadelphia. What?
0: The game is in Philadelphia because the Eagles won their division.
1: and oh, yeah, the right. So
0: it's in Philadelphia.
1: Wait. Don't tell me you're about to take the Eagles, are you? I'm,
0: yeah, I'm taking the Eagles.
1: Wow. What's, what's here?
0: Uh, I think that Carson Wentz just picks apart this defense. Uh, they just Seahawks just lost uh, Kendricks to a torn ACL. Uh, I, even though like he had a lot of tackles and stuff, I just don't think Bobby Wagner's looked like the normal Bobby Wagner this year. He's, he's still great. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like he's just like, it was just like, he's the number one linebacker in the NFL at the start of this year. Well, and, he led
1: the league in tackles. Sorry to interrupt you, but. No, you're good.
0: I, I Again, I think that he's, I still think he's very good, but I think every time I watch him play and they have him guarding somebody that quarterback is going right after him. Like he's just not that good in coverage. And I think that the Eagles and Doug Peterson find a way to make it. So they get that mismatch with Goddard or Zach Ertz. And I think that both of those guys will pick him apart. So that plus with Scott and Miles Sanders, that great duo, I think they're going to do fantastic things. And I think that, the defensive line is going to get enough pressure on Russell Wilson to slow him down. Yes, obviously, the Eagles' defensive backs are just beat up. And, like, Russell Wilson's probably going to throw for like 350 yards. He probably is. But, like, I don't think they're going to have more than like 25, 30 rushing yards. I think the Eagles' defense is very good at stopping the run. And eventually, they're going to know that it's they're going to be passing it. And somebody's going to make a play. Somebody's going to make a play when it matters. And,. I'm gonna say Eagles win this game. Seahawks are driving it at the end of the game, needing a score to win, and then they make the stop at the end of the game.
1: Wow! So we have the Bills advancing. The you have the Patriots. I have the Titans, um, and then Saints and Vikings. We were against, and then the Seahawks and Eagles.
0: Wow! Yeah, we're we're different on three of the four.
1: Hey, we need to start off a uh, playoff a little bet here since I clearly lost the regular season.
0: Yeah, big time yikes for you on the regular season, I <laughs> and just gets the spread. But
1: yes, we will start,
0: we will start one uh, for the playoffs. I'll mark I'll down on our sheet right now.
1: <laughs> big yikes, you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh shit!
0: Uh, hey, dude, it it was good to be back. I've been I've been missing
1: this, man. Yeah. It's been fun, dude. I mean, heck, we've been here. We've been here an hour, and it just flew by. What a time! What a time to be alive. Look at us.
0: (laughs) Who would have thought? Not me. me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Cool. All right. Uh, I'm excited for the weekends, dude. Are am I the only person, or are you like this? Like Tuesday, you're leaving work, and you're like, "Okay, see you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend." And you're like, "Wait, it was only one day. Like, we have to go back on Thursday."
1: Yeah. Tell me about it. I wish – I don't know what my dumb ass was thinking to not use vacation time these two days because, like, it was that way last week. I took off Monday, Tuesday, and then had to go back the day after Christmas, and I was like, why the hell am I here?
0: Yeah.
1: I took off this Thursday
0: Friday, Last week. I took Thursday Friday off last week, so I got, like, Christmas and then the next two oh. days. And then I had the weekend, so that that was nice there. Um, but, yeah, man. But – uh. Never mind. I'm not going to get into this right now. Um, So (laughs) like, a stupid conversation that nobody cares about. Um, But I think that does it for us tonight. Uh, Everybody enjoy all of the games. We'll be going and recording again. Most likely, I mean, I don't know when we're going to record next because we usually do it on either Sunday night or Monday, but we don't want to miss a national championship game or any playoffs. I know we'll have to figure it out, but we'll be back next Tuesday for you guys. Don't worry. We'll figure it out it's not hard it's not complicated um but overall tonight (laughs) we've been talking football